Welcome into episode number 29 of Broad Sports. This is also the first Broad Sports episode of 2021. So happy new year. I'm your host, Kevin Cohn, and joining me today, we got my good friend, Patrick Griswold. How you doing, Grizz? How we doing, Kev? Happy to be on again. First episode of 2021. That's pretty exciting stuff. Yes, I definitely agree, my friend. Well, we're getting back into my weekly segment, but except this one's going to have a little bit of a twist. We are finally here, the playoffs. Hopefully, me and you can keep this weekly segment going for the postseason, the College football playoff final rankings. That will be in a future episode once we figure out the final rankings after the 2021 National Championship game, which is supposed to happen on Monday, but it might be moved back between number one Alabama and number three Ohio State. I will film an episode for that this weekend, so stay tuned, listeners. But for now, let us dive into the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Are you excited there, my man? I cannot wait. Saturday Saturday NFL all day, Sunday NFL all day. It's one of the best weekends of the year, in my opinion. I'm hyped. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, Grizz, we're here. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. This is the biggest playoff field in NFL history. They added in two more teams, so now we are at 14 teams in the NFL. We've moved on from 12. There were talks this year of moving it to 16, but then everyone was like, that's kind of stupid because we haven't seen what the 14-team playoff looks like. So this is a big milestone for the NFL. It's very exciting. And more games means more action. I'm just excited about it. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially when you look at how CBS mostly owns the AFC side and Fox owns the NFC side. They're going to get more crews to be out during playoff games because most of the time they only send out Troy Buck and Joe Aikman for a lot of the NFC playoff games, and then also Jim Nance and what used to be Phil Simms and now Tony Romo for the AFC side, and then Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. They'll either get whatever division they start with in the wild card. So say they get an NFC wild card, that means that they'll flip a division and usually get the AFC divisional. But now we have, and then occasionally you'll get a CBS crew like Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts last year, and also uh, who's now news partner is Charles Davis. And then also you had Kevin Burkhart for Fox. He did it with John Lynch, did it with Charles Davis, and now his new partner is Daryl Johnston. So hopefully we'll be able to get some more crews out there for Fox and CBS. Yeah, uh, it looks like Cleveland-Pittsburgh is Sunday night football with uh, Collinsworth and Michaels, I'm assuming, so – Yes, I believe it is, and we'll get into that in just a second. But a quick little recap on my picks. My final picks of the year for Week 17, I do not know the final record, guys. I'm sorry. I've not been paying attention that well. But I actually did a very respectable Week 17 on the picks. I went 11-5, and so I think that's a pretty good uh, way to end the season. Sounds good to me. So without further ado, Grizz, let's dive into – the Super Wild Card Weekend. Sounds good. Saturday, January 9th at 1.05 p.m. Eastern on CBS from Bill Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. We have the number seven, 11 and five Indianapolis Colts against the number two Buffalo Bills. For the Colts, this is their second time back 
to the playoffs in the in the last three seasons. Their last playoff victory coming in the 2018 wild card in Houston against the Texans. And for the Bills, this is a big accomplishment for the Bills. This is their third time back to the postseason in four their third time back in four seasons. And when you look at when we were actually growing up, they were kind of the lower tier teams. They had the longest drought. They were the only team to not make it in into the new millennium until they did in 2017. So from 2017 on, they've had a really like good stretch of success, knowing that you went from a 20-year playoff drought to now three seasons, three playoff seasons in four years. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, and I think you can accredit a lot of that to uh, Josh Allen, the young QB they have. Oh, I definitely agree. Who has been who was good his first two years, but has just taken a huge step up with his accuracy. And he is really the cornerstone for this team this year, this very hot Buffalo Bills team. Oh, I definitely agree. For Josh Allen, this will be his second time leading the Bills into the playoffs as Tyrod Taylor was the first or Tyrod Taylor was the first QB to lead the Bills into the playoffs three years ago. But for the Bills, they're looking to win their first playoff game since the 1995 wild card against the Miami Dolphins. This is also their first home playoff game since 1996. Wow. And the Bills, they had an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, 1996. They also, that was also the last time that they won the AFC East. Wow. Good for them. So that's an amazing accomplishment for them. them. Yes, the Bills. They are favored by six and a half points, and the over-under is 51 points. So, Grizz, let's start it off with the banger. Do you have the first ever number seven to upset a number two, or will number two dominate? Uh, In my opinion, it will not happen here. The Buffalo Bills are just a stacked offense. Josh Allen has been playing out of his mind mind this year. He's had an MVP-type season. If it wasn't for the likes of Mahomes and Rodgers, I think he'd be the leading candidate. And Stephon Diggs has just done so much for their offense. They've always had, for the past few years, they've always had a strong defense led by Davius White. And I think that the Bills handle the Colts very easily, cover the spread. Uh, and I think they get their first playoff win in what, you said ninety since 95? Yes. I think, they, I think they do that, and I think they win pretty handily. I definitely agree. I have the Bills winning their first. Playoff game since the 1995 wild card against the Miami Dolphins. Because also, it's not just Tredavious White. You look at their just stacked corners. I mean, you have Jordan Poyer. You have Micah Hyde. You have all of these guys just working together in harmony. Their defense is very solid with Ed Oliver. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that defense is, is very sound. Top to bottom. Tremaine Edmonds in the middle. The D-line. Yeah. The, the, Bills are, yes, I, the Bills are a pretty complete team. I definitely agree. And before we move to the next playoff game, this is also something I forgot to mention. Congratulations to University of Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith on winning the 2020 Heisman Trophy. He is the fourth receiver to ever win this award. He is the third player from the University of Alabama. However, he is the first Alabama player to not be a running back to win the award as the first two Alabama Heisman Trophy winners were running backs, and that includes Baltimore Ravens running back Mark Ingram and Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry. He also 
becomes the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since ESPN's Desmond Howard did it when he was at Michigan in 1991. Congratulations, Devontae. Yeah, that's a big feat. Proud of him. I definitely agree. Saturday, January 9th, 2021 at 4.40 p.m. on Fox. We have the number six, 10 and six Los Angeles Rams. They head to a familiar site for them in Seattle, Washington, to take on the number three NFC West champions, the 12 and four Seattle Seahawks. For the Los Angeles Rams, their lat this is their second, their third time back in four seasons. Their last playoff victory was the 2018 NFC Championship game in New Orleans against the Saints. And for the Seattle Seahawks, they are back in the playoffs for the second straight year. The Seahawks, their last their last playoff victory was last year's wild card in Philadelphia against the Eagles. However, their last home playoff victory occurred in 2016 against the Detroit Lions. The Seahawks, they are favored by three points, and the over-under is only 42 points. So, does number six upset number three? So, in my opinion, in this one, um, the Rams are a very good team. And if you, you got to look past a couple very bad losses they had this year, like the Jets. Uh, I think they, they did lose to the Niners. Um, they got swept by the Niners. They got swept by the Niners. You know, they've had some bad losses this year. But you got to look at the talent on that team. If Jared Goff is playing, uh, that's just going to help them even more. But – Rob, that receiver core of Robert Woods and Cooper Cup is very solid. And, you know, just they're in general a good team. Now with Seattle, on the other hand, they're a team that started really hot and has kind of fizzled out in the in the late latter part of the season. Uh, Russell Wilson, I wouldn't say fell off during the year, but, I mean, even a little bit because he was looked at as, as the MVP frontrunner at the start of the year. I think it's going to be a very close game. It's a divisional game in the playoffs. It, it doesn't get much uh, – doesn't get much more hype or like you know like more more than that. Uh, and I see Seattle taking it in a close game. I don't even know if it's a three point game, but I think Seattle takes this. I'm not gonna bet against playoff Russ. Uh, it'll be a good game though. Yeah, so I definitely agree. I'm gonna take this is now the second time in about three weeks that these teams will play each other. I agree that Seattle's gonna win because Seattle rarely loses at home in the playoffs. A lot of their last few play- playoff losses occurred on the road. They haven't really been upset in Seattle. Like their 2019 divisional loss, that was in Green Bay. 2016 divisional, that was in Atlanta. I mean, you just look at all their playoff loss. Even 2018, the wild card. Or, excuse so then this is the third straight year for the Seahawks. The 2018 wild card, they lost in Dallas. Like, they're not a team that usually loses at home during the playoffs. Yeah. And Jared Goff, yes, he's going to play, but the problem is that injury occurred on his throwing thumb, so I don't know how that's going to affect his mechanics. Cooper Cup, luckily, is coming back from COVID-19, but yes, Seattle's defense is one of the worst defenses in NFL history this year. Yeah, but I will say they have been playing better uh, in the last few games. I definitely They kept agree. them in the game versus the Niners. They would not have beat the Niners if it wasn't for their defense holding them together. Oh, 100%. So, but, yeah, no, Seattle's defense is bad. 
Seattle's defense is bad. Do I see them going far in the playoffs? No, not by any means. If they had the first round bye, then yes, because it's Seattle. This team does not really do well on the road in the playoffs, so I'm going to take the Seahawks to win, but they most likely will not survive next week in the divisional. I agree. Saturday, January 9th, 2021, at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. We have the number five Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the playoffs for the first time since 2007, snapping the longest active playoff drought in the NFC. They'll hit the road and head to FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, to take on the number four, the NFC East champions, the Washington football team. Now for the Buccaneers, this is their first time back since 2007, snapping the second longest active drought, but also the longest active drought on the NFC side. They're going for their first playoff victory since they won Super Bowl 37 against the then Oakland Raiders back in February of 2003. Wow. And for the Washington football team, this is their second time back in six seasons since this is their first appearance since 2015. They're looking for their first playoff victory since the 2005 wild card when, funny enough, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But but that game occurred in Tampa, so their last home playoff victory was was the 1999 wild card against the Detroit Lions in the first half season of FedEx Field because FedEx Field was named, I believe, it was James Bent Cook Stadium in Landover, Maryland. And then in November of 1999, FedEx bought the rights. So then they switched it to FedEx Field in November. So that's why I say it was the first half season. Tampa Bay, they are favored by eight points and the over-under is 44 and a half. Yeah, so this this is going to be a closer game, in my opinion, than a lot of people might think. I agree. Yes, it's hard to bet against playoff Brady, and I'm not actually going to bet against playoff Brady. I think that the Buccaneers do win this game, but it, it can stay a lot close, and I wouldn't be surprised if it might go another way in an upset, possibly. My rationality for that is, obviously, Washington does not have a very a very subpar uh, offense. Even though Alex Smith has done the job as of late, a very subpar offense, but that defense is very scary. And especially that front four, uh, you know, decent linebackers. I want to call it a great, complete front seven. But that front four is possibly the scariest in the NFL. And Tom Brady in the past has not done great in the playoffs against good front fours. If you look at last year with the Titans, who didn't just have a good front four, they had a inspired defense that year. He really struggled. And go back to... The years where the Giants had his number uh, back in like, you know, 07, 08, that front four and that defense really gave him problems. So I think that it'll the game will stay close throughout it all, but I can't bet against playoff Brady. I'm taking the Bucks in a close one. Okay. Now this is where the first time we're going to disagree. I'm taking the Washington football team in the upset. I think they're going to play inspired ball. Yes. Now, Alex Smith, he's still listed as questionable, along with Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. But also, I mean, this team has played so inspired. When you look at how this team has managed to win the division after Ron Rivera was battling cancer and coaching them, 
Alex Smith coming back for the first time since he almost had to have a almost had to have his leg chopped but, off, and he almost died during those reconstructions due to infections from those surgeries. And they still have their butthead owner, Dan Snyder. Yeah. But then Tampa, yes, this is a big accomplishment for them. Tom Brady can't really turned this culture around, especially with Mike Evans. He finally had a great quarterback for him to catch balls from. Paul, <laughs> that, not, that came out the wrong way. But he finally had a good quarterback to throw him the ball. And then also Godwin did well. Antonio Brown did decent. I wouldn't say he did really well the last couple games he has. But this is going to be a grudge match. A lot of people are not taking account into – Brady and the Bucs, they are the second they are the second ranked passing offense. Washington is the second ranked defense against the pass. The Buccaneers, they are the number 3 scoring offense in the NFL. Washington, they are the number 4 scoring defense. Yeah, I would not be anywhere near shocked if this is a close game at the end. Um I think a lot of people are underestimating the football team. I definitely agree and also that Mike Evans injury, he's listed now as a game-time decision. Carlton Davis, one of their top corners, is questionable. I believe Devin White, their top linebacker, is out for this game. Thomas Davis is out for Washington. But I just think Washington is going to play an inspired ball, and they're going to beat the I can see it. So, on Sunday, January 10th at 1.05 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN, we have a rematch in a different – we have a rematch from last season. However, it's in the different stadium. It features the number five Baltimore Ravens taking on the number four Tennessee Titans at Nashville Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. For the Baltimore Ravens, they are looking for their first playoff victory since the 2014 AFC wildcard where they won in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. And for the Titans, they're going for their first playoff victory since beating the Ravens last year in the divisional in Baltimore. However, this is their first home playoff game since 2008 when they were the number one seed in the AFC at 13-3 and and lost to the Baltimore Ravens. But they're going for their first home playoff victory since the 2002 Divisional against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Ravens, they are favored by three and a half points, and the over-under is 54 and a half. Yeah, so for this one, it's going to be, I think, possibly the best game out of all the wildcard games. I'd say it has potential to. Uh, I do like a lot of these matchups, but, you know, it's going to be a grudge match. Derrick Henry is... A once in a generation talent, um, very hard. I mean, almost impossible for a lot of defenses to even, you know, stop him from making an impact on the game. And you know, the offense runs through him. But you got to look at Ryan Tannehill is a sem- is a border elite, borderline elite quarterback in the league. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does for that team, along with AJ Brown, an elite wide receiver in the league. That off Tennessee offense is scary. Now, in Baltimore, they have been playing out of their mind as as of late. You know, they're very hot, and Lamar is looking like MVP Lamar right now, and it's going to be very hard to stop that offense. I think it comes down to defense 
which is the better defense in this game? And the edge has to go to Baltimore. Tennessee let up, what, 41 points to the Texans last week? Yeah, they let up 38. Uh, I think this comes down to who has the better defense. I like the Ravens winning this in a close one. I think the uh, Ravens get the playoff win in, in Nashville. Yeah, I like the Ravens. I think this is where we're going to disagree again. I don't think that – a lot of people are discrediting Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry just became the eighth player in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards in a single season. I believe he's the first since Adrian Peterson did it in either 2012 or 2013. Yeah, that's insane. That offense is scary. And their defense, yes, it's not as good as it was last year, but it's still pretty decent. Now, the Ravens, they have been hot, but honestly, I really haven't been that impressed with them due to the fact that, let me read you off the last three opponents that they played. They played the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Giants, and the Cincinnati Bengals. That, to me, does not scream like, oh, I should definitely be impressed by this team because you yeah, you beat up these teams because you're supposed to beat yeah, up on them. I agree. If you lost to one of them, that would be embarrassing. While you look at the Tennessee Titans, they got the snot beat out of them by a Green Bay Packers squad in Week 16. And then they played – a. I would say, even though that they were out of the playoffs, they were still playing pretty competitive ball the Houston Texans. Yeah, and I agree with that. But even if the Ravens were playing – subpar teams, they were beating up on them, and that just builds confidence. That gets a team rolling, especially a team with as much talent as the Ravens. I I, I think it'll be hard. I mean, I, I I see where you're coming from. I mean, the, but the Titans, they have won two straight against the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, both of them were in Baltimore, but the last time this Baltimore Ravens defense played them, like the last two games, they had problems with Derrick Henry, and also it's not just Derrick Henry. I mean, Corey Davis was doing really well against them. Tannehill threw the ball really well against them. Even Johnny Smith played really well. Even their backup tight end, Ferkser, played well. Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, they all played incredibly well. So, I'm going to stick with my gut, and I'm picking the Tennessee and Titans. I, I see that. And, you know, Lamar Jackson is a very unproven player in the playoffs. Needs to build yes. his res- resume if he does want to get put in the same cag- category as, as say, uh, I, I, I wouldn't put him near, like, Rodgers, but say, like, if he wants to get into the elite quarterback conversation, if he, not, if he isn't already, he needs to stack up some playoff wins. I think he gets it done this, this year. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with Lamar Jackson. He needs to get – he needs to just find his rhythm. Maybe – his rhythm comes from winning a game away from Baltimore. Cause if you look at his stats, I'm pretty sure in the playoffs, I don't know if he's throwing a touchdown pass yet, but in his two playoff games against the chargers and the Titans, I'm pretty sure he's thrown a total of like four or five interceptions. And it's turned the ball over like seven times. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of, you're kind of choppy there. I kind of missed what you said, but I think it was something about, um, you know, how he hasn't thrown touchdown passes. He's not proven in the playoffs. And it's just a lot of turnovers. Yeah, a lot of turnovers. And I think this is all true. I just think he gets it together. I like Baltimore. It'll be a tough one. 
I think this is probably going to be the closest. Now, Washington, they have a big spread to cover, but I could – if Baltimore wins, I don't think that they cover that three-and-a-half-point spread. How about you? What's up? Sorry. I think I, I, uh... if Baltimore wins, they're not going to cover that three-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think three and a half points, you know, because three and a half means four. I, it could be a three point game, it could be a two point game. It's gonna be a close one, possibly the best matchup out of the, out of all the wild card games. Like I said, you know, it, it, it could go either way, honestly. But I'm sticking with my gut and I'm going with Baltimore. All righty. Well, this is a big game for you, Grizz. At 440 on CBS, we have the number seven Chicago Bears coming into the playoffs only due to the fact that the Cardinals lost. They'll head to the Big Easy, NOLA, New Orleans, Louisiana, to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome to take on the number two, 12 and four, New Orleans Saints. Who them Saints? Who that baby? Who that? So for the Chicago Bears, they're looking for their first. This is their second time back in three seasons. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do this for the Ravens and Titans. For the Ravens, it was their third straight year back in the playoffs, and for the Titans, this is their third in four seasons. Now for the Bears and Saints, for the Bears, this is their second time back in three seasons, and for the New Orleans Saints, they are back in for the fourth straight season. The Chicago Bears, they are going for their first win since the 2010 divisional game against the Seattle Seahawks. And for the New Orleans Saints, they're going for their first win since the 2018 NFC divisional game against my Philadelphia Eagles. That one still hits me to the core. The Saints. Well, that was after the, that, that was uncoincidentally, that was after the double doink, wasn't it? In, in Soldier Field. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Saints, they're favored by 10 points, and the over-under is 47 points. So are you, you going to be a homer and stick with your Saints? And do Well, I know you're going to pick the Saints. Let me rephrase that. But do they cover is the better question. Yeah, and it comes down to that question for me because I know the Saints very well, and this is a full-strength Saints team. Uh, Kamara is likely to be back from his uh, COVID break. Uh, reports have been saying that he's actually been practicing and going to get, he's going to meetings and, uh, you know, planning for the game with the team over Zoom and all that. So it looks like he's going to be back. And Michael Thomas is back. Marcus Williams will be back. Not sure about Traycon Smith, but, you know, this is a full-strength Saints team going up against a Chicago Bears team that barely made it into the playoffs. Um and I want to trust Mitch Trubisky to, you know, bring home a playoff win away in the Superdome against the number two team in the NFC. I like the Saints. However, I don't – 10 points is a hefty cover. And how? And now I could see it. I'm, I'm not going to just say, sit here and be biased and say that they're definitely going to cover it. They might not cover that spread. It might be a one-possession game um, at the end. But, you know, I do like New Orleans – taking care of the of Chicago and moving on to the divisional round. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the Saints are going to win. They're going to play a lot more 
I guess, inspired ball from last year against the Minnesota Vikings. Because the Bears, I mean, let's be honest. We, we could probably do a postseason of the top 10 most surprising teams and the top 10 most disappointing teams, or even just the top 10 frauds. The Bears, they started the season 5-1 and one and then lost like seven straight. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They uh, they definitely had a rocky point in their season. And, you know, it, ha- it came through with a lot of qu- quarterback, you know, layover. Their quarterback situation hasn't been the best. Nick Foles, I have the most respect in the world for Nick Foles. And he played well at points in this season, but, you know, he is a little bit older. And he did run into injuries, especially in that game versus Minnesota, that Monday night game. Um Trubisky has been playing all right, but I I can't trust him in the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, Mitch has been playing okay, but nothing really special compared to, like, Jared Goff, who's been putting up really well numbers. But, like, with the Saints, my biggest issue with picking the Saints, I don't think that they cover, is will Alvin Kamara be back? Because, yes, we've been saying that he's been doing remotely, but at the same time, they haven't given us a time window. They're just saying that he's hopeful to return. They haven't said, oh, he's probable, he's questionable. All they're saying is that he's hopeful to return. Yeah, um, and, you know, that's the biggest question aside from how Breeze is going to be in the playoffs um, with his regression. But, you know, if they do come back full strength, I don't think there's a question on who's going to win. I definitely agree with um, that. But I- Even if Kamara doesn't come back, they showed against a team like Carolina who has been bad this year but has played good against good op- opponents, and they just went out in there with nothing on their team. Like, they, they, they were missing so many people, and they just destroyed them. Um, I like the Saints. They're hot right now. And, yeah, I just think it's, it's going to be a dub. I mean, I definitely agree. I think the Saints win, but I think the better question, I think a better, more matchup that we should look at is Drew Brees, he's not the he, – his mechanics are completely off, especially knowing that I don't even know why he returned this year after he broke basically half of his ribs and punctured his lung. But – Well, I can't blame him for that. You know, he needs his he, – he, he wants to make his last playoff run, you know. He, nothing's going to stop him from that. Oh, I definitely agree. But what I'm saying is when you look at Drew Brees, it doesn't really even look like he can throw the ball more than 20 yards anymore. And I think – knowing how Eddie Jackson is one of the best safeties in the league, he might take advantage of that. Yeah, I could see it. But, you know, the game plan is set for Breeze not having to throw the, uh, go deep. You know, it's set. It's built basically around our weapons who can, you know, make plays in space off short throws and which is it's going to, it's going to become a problem for us when we start playing the elite teams in the NFC. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't exactly call the Chicago Bears an elite team in the NFC. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like they're not the best team in the NFC. Maybe like preseason or like when we got closer to the halfway point, around like week six, and I would have said, yeah, they're legit. But now they're not anymore. But yeah, I'm still picking the Saints uh, to win. Yeah, I agree. And our final game on Super Wild Card Weekend is at 8.15 on NBC. This will be Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth 
So Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico, the voice of the Notre Dame football on of Notre Dame football on NBC, they will have Washington and Tampa Bay. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth will have this game between the number six Cleveland Browns and the number three Pittsburgh Steelers from Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. For the Cleveland Browns, they snapped the longest active playoff drought in the NFL. Their first time back since 2002. They're going for their first playoff victory since the 1994 wild card against the New England Patriots. Now, you would think that they'd have a 26-year playoff drought. Now, they only have a 23-year playoff drought. Buffalo's is longer because, if you remember, the the original, the OG Cleveland Browns are now the Baltimore Ravens. So, the Cleveland Browns were reintroduced as a quote-unquote expansion team in 1999. So, that's why it's only a 20-year, 23-year win playoff drought, playoff win drought, compared to a 26. And who was the last head coach? Of a Cleveland Browns playoff win, take a guess. Oh, I, I, I have no idea. Bill uh, Belichick. Belichick. And who did they wow. beat? That's crazy. And who did they beat in the wild card? The New England Patriots. Oh wow! Funny. That's funny. Yeah, very that's funny. funny. Yeah. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is their second time back in four seasons. This is their first AFC North title since 2017 when they were the number two team in the NFC, or AFC, excuse me. They're going for their first win since the 2016 AFC Divisional in Kansas City against the Chiefs. However, their last home playoff victory was the 2016 Wild Card at home against the Miami Dolphins. The Steelers, they are favored by six points, and the over-under is 47 and a half. Yeah, so for this game, they just played this past week, and a full-strength Cleveland Browns team almost lost to a Mason Rudolph-led Pittsburgh Steelers team. They also The Steelers had also sat a good majority of their impact defensive players. And, I mean, you can't base it off one game. It might have been a bad game. You know, the, the Browns were coming off uh, a bit of a COVID problem with the team. But... Also the Jets, too. And I lost the Jets, and you know maybe you can't maybe you can't base everything off that game, but it's sad to say because I'm sure a lot of people are rooting for the Browns because you know you want to see you want to see them get that first playoff win. Uh, the Steelers also have a lot of haters uh, this year, all because of Juju and his dancing antics. But uh, Juju and TikTok, Juju and his TikTok. Corv- but uh, that, Ugh. yeah, Corvette. Ugh. But uh. Yeah, I, I, and then the 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 major factor is the COVID problem they're having this week. They're gonna they're gonna be going into the game without their head coach Kevin Stefanski, and they haven't been able to practice for the game all week. Yeah, I think those two factors are the, gonna be the biggest part, and I think the Steelers, you know, coming back at full strength, are just gonna handle the Browns. I think they're gonna cover the spread too. Um, and it's sad to say, I hope I'm wrong because I do want to see the Browns beat the Steelers, but. You know, I like uh, logically, I can't go against Pittsburgh this week. I think they win. I don't think Pittsburgh is that great of a team, honestly, and I think they lose in the divisional. But I do think they win uh, at Hines against Cleveland. 
Yeah, this one's a really tough decision for me because, like, I really want to pick the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are a lot more talented than the Pittsburgh Steelers. But without Kevin Stefanski, a local guy from St. Joe's Prep, there's two PCL uh, head coaches in the playoffs since me and you both played in the Philadelphia Catholic League for Archbishop Carroll. Sean McDermott went to LaSalle College High School, and Kevin Stefanski went to St. Joe's Prep. Hey, shout out PCL. And both of them are in contention for Coach of the Year. If the wow, yeah, that's awesome. If the Giants would have made it, that would have been three, right? Isn't yeah, because Joe Lansdale? Judge attended St. Joe's Prep. However, he graduated from Lansdale Catholic. Wow! Shout out the PCL, PCL connections in the NFL playoffs. I love it. I definitely agree. But um, this is gonna be tough because I mean the Steelers—they've kind of been exposed that they're not that talented of a team. They've lost four out of their last five games. They probably, honestly, if the Indianapolis Colts didn't just take them as a joke entering that fourth quarter. They probably will have lost that game to the Indianapolis Colts in week 16. But I mean, the Browns not having Stefanski, not having a couple of their offensive staff is going to be tough. You know what? I'm just going to go against my better judgment and I'm just going to pick the Brownies to upset the Steelers. All right. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, if it, if it wasn't – honestly, if it wasn't for this big COVID thing they're having this week, I'd probably pick the Steelers too. But Steelers? You mean the Browns? I mean the Browns. Yeah, the Browns too. But uh, coming from – coming from, you know, I mean, coming from – I'm currently playing football in college. Uh, it is very hard to beat a team when you don't have a week of practice, uh, especially in the playoff situation. That playoff week of practice always ha- – you always bring a lot of energy – it's always the best week of practice you have all week, all year. And, you know, without that, I think it's definitely going to be hard for them to come in and upset the Steelers in Heinz Field. Um, but, you know, I'll honestly be rooting for the Browns. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, my friend. So, let's take a look into our divisional predictions. Hopefully, most of us get our – hopefully, me and you get most of our predictions correct because when we talk next week, we can get into the divisional games. You have in the AFC divisional, you have the Buffalo Bills hosting the Baltimore Ravens and that or the excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then you have Baltimore going to Kansas City. I have the Buffalo Bills hosting the Tennessee Titans and the Cleveland Browns going to Kansas City. And on the NFC side, you have the excuse me, one second. You have the Seattle Seahawks hosting or the New Orleans Saints hosting Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa or yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to green Bay. I have the Packers hosting the Washington football team and I have the Saints hosting the Seahawks as well. Yeah. I think either way, it's going to just going to be full of great matchups. I love watching NFL playoffs. I definitely about the NFL playoffs. Just anything can go, anything can happen. So exactly. I mean, you look back, there's been six wildcard teams to win the Super Bowl. I mean, the last team that did it was the 2010 Green Bay Packers, but anything can happen. I mean, who would have thought that the Titans would upset the Ravens last year? Yeah. Who would have thought that the Titans would also upset the Patriots the week before? Yeah, 100%. And anything can happen. Uh yeah. Yeah, almost anything can happen. This is why you love playoff football. 
because it's always filled with upsets. I mean, there's been plenty of teams throughout the year that you thought were just going to win the Super Bowl immediately. Like the 1999 Jacksonville Jaguars, they went 14 and two in the regular season. Their only two losses being to the Tennessee Titans. They lose to the Titans in the AFC championship game. The 2007 New England Patriots, they went a perfect 18 and 0 heading into Super Bowl 42 to lose to the New York Giants. Last year's Baltimore Ravens, everyone was convinced at 14 and 2 they were going to head to the Super Bowl. They lose their first playoff game. Pittsburgh Steelers in 2017 get upset by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, anything can happen. It's it's uh, that's the best thing about playoff football. Yeah, uh, even in 2018, be... the Pittsburgh or the New England Patriots only went 11 and 5 and proceeded to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, it it's it, that's it's going to be great. It's going to be fun to see play out. And you know, I feel bad for picking mostly I think I picked all the all the favorites. I think you did. I picked two I picked three upset. I picked yeah. three underdogs and I picked three favorites. And you know what like, you know, I feel like every year it's never all the favorites, but you know, we'll see how it plays out. I just went with my my gut feeling on these picks. You know, I could see the football team upsetting the Buccaneers. I could see Cleveland upsetting Pittsburgh. I could see Tennessee. I could easily see Tennessee beating the Ravens. That was a hard decision for me. Um, yeah, so I, I, it could go either way. It's, it'll be exciting to see. Yeah, I definitely agree. And like, like you said, it's always unpredictable. Like in 2015, every single road team won the wild card. Wow. That's yeah. it's crazy. That's how crazy playoff football is. Yeah, 100%. Well, that is it for our wild card segment here on Broad Sports. We'll be back next week for the AFC Divisional or for the Divisional Games. That's going to wrap it up for episode number 29 of Broad Sports. Grizz, I can't thank you again. I'm really excited to talk to you next week about these divisional matchups, my man. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Can't wait to see who's right, who's wrong. Or maybe we're yeah. both wrong. Who knows? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun one to see. Please follow Broad Sports on all of our social media pages, which is Instagram and Twitter at Broad Sports Pod. For my special special guest, Patrick Griswold, this is your host, Kevin Cohn, signing off. I hope you have a great day, everybody.